Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Matt West Now podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Appreciate you stopping by and hanging out with us for a little bit. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been here for the entire ride since episode number one, thank you. And for some reason, I haven't ran you off yet, so appreciate you sticking around. Uh, It's been a minute since we did a podcast. I've been crazy. Life has been crazy busy, but busy in a good way. Just uh, just got back from L.A. That's right, little little small town Oklahoma. Spending some time downtown Los Angeles since it's been a minute. Let's catch up. So, um, L.A. Staples Center sold out. Bunch of bull riders taking it to Hollywood and selling out. That's right. A lot of people thought that it wouldn't work, but uh, man, if you watched that event or if you were in L.A. to see how packed that building was. And, and there's a lot of things happening in the world right now that, you know, in, in our world of Western sports and people are like, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's this or it's that. No, the best bull riders in the world sold out the Staples Center where the Lakers play, where the Clippers play, where the LA Kings play. It had nothing to do with anything other than these athletes. And you know what? They're a little bit of protesting. Um, it's all good. I completely understand that everybody has their right to do that. Problem is, the people that were there just completely uneducated. And I think that's the biggest problem with uh, a lot of society is everybody gets on a soapbox and they want to complain or they want to bitch about something, but they don't really know what they're talking about a lot of times. And so uh, it's easy to get educated. It's easy to to jump on the old interweb and, and your Google machine and look things up and and try to do some research for yourself. Don't just don't just listen to what somebody else tells you and, and take that as the gospel because it's not always true. And we see it a lot of times with these protesters because they they just go off of what somebody else told them. And then when they actually see for themselves and get educated, they uh you know, a lot of times they change their minds. But we do live in a society that is very, very stubborn, and sometimes it is hard to convince people to try to educate themselves. So that being said, God bless those people. Um, we had a great time in front of the Staples Center. Had a the first ever dirt carpet. That's right. Uh, instead of a red carpet in Hollywood, of course, a bunch of cowboys are going to spread some dirt down on the ground and, and make it a, a dirt carpet affair. A lot of fun. Um, a lot of people... Probably saw on Instagram that uh, Sylvester Stallone was in attendance, and uh, it's cool because he actually bought a suite for him and his family, and, and I was lucky enough to kind of show them around. When they when they got to the Staples Center, they got there early, and, and it had kind of been connected that uh, I, I'd, I'd take them around, show them behind the scenes and everything. And I got to tell you, you know, a lot of times when people say, oh, you don't ever want to meet so-and-so, you don't ever want to meet this person or this celebrity because you're always going to be disappointed could not have been more uh, the opposite was Stallone he was such such a genuine guy such a nice guy his family was absolutely beautiful his wife his daughters their friends like everybody was so um so pleasant man and and it wasn't one of those fake uh pleasantries it wasn't that whole you know I'm going to put on a mask like a lot of people you know a lot of people see and and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. There's some people in this world that are just like so nice and fake. I mean, they're so phony to your face because, you know, as soon as they get away, they're, they're completely different. But um, 
anyways, I, I kind of get on a little soapbox there, but it was. It was really cool to hang out with Stallone. Um, he, he was standing on the back of the buck and shoots when Dakota Butter rode his bull, came back, and and you could just see the genuine joy and, and excitement and, and the fun that he was having there. So uh, really cool, really, really cool to have Stallone. Yo, Adrian! You know, I had to. I'm sorry. It's 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 like part of it. You know, if you talk about Stallone, everybody has to do a Rocky, right? Um, cool thing about being in L.A., man, is I got to spend a lot of time at the Gold's Gym in Venice. And uh, if you know me, I, I, I'm kind of a like I love history of certain random things, like history of bodybuilding, history of pro wrestling, history of Western sports, uh, like really random stuff. But got to work out, and you talk about a motivating place. I encourage you, no, no matter what it is, if it's a if it's a gym, if it's a museum if it's church if it's if it's anything a certain restaurant if there's something that really motivates you and just puts you in a good mood spend as much time as you can there man you know people couldn't understand why i would drive 45 minutes and at times with la traffic man i drove like two hours just to get to that gym to work out and I had a lot of friends that are like, why are you doing that? Why would you do that? Well, it's simple because it put me in a good mood. It um, it motivated me. It inspired me. And so uh, who cares? You know what? If I spend a lot more of my time of the day going out and doing something that puts me in a better mood, that makes me happy, I don't care what you think. So uh, I encourage you guys to do that, man. Do that every chance you can. Uh, the weather beautiful out there. I I love LA and a lot of people can't, can't understand that, you know, little small town, Oklahoma kid, uh, middle of nowhere. I love Los Angeles. I, I absolutely, I love the vibe. I love the energy. It, it's so cool because it's everything I saw on TV growing up. You know, I'm not supposed to be going to Hollywood and LA and all that stuff, but to be there is, is so, so cool to me, but I hate traffic. I absolutely despise traffic. And if you're listening to this and you know where I live, you know that I'm not a huge fan of, of people. Let's be honest. I love people, but I like to, to be away from everybody too. So, um, man, if I could get a helicopter and just like drop into the places in LA that I wanted to go to and, and then could bounce right back out and not have to set on one of those freeways with, uh, you know, thousands of other people, it'd be so awesome. But you know what? It's not real life. So uh, speaking of not being real life, went to the comedy store there. I'm a huge comedy fan. I love it. I think that we sometimes take life too serious and it's okay to just laugh about things that the PC movement now are are, are so afraid to laugh at. I mean, uh, stop being so uptight. Stop taking life so serious and just laugh. Enjoy things. And man, I went one night and I think the ticket was like, 10 bucks and I sat front row at the comedy store for uh, the most ridiculously hilarious show I've ever been to. I mean, Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, Theo Vaughn. If you don't know Theo Vaughn, you got to check this dude out. He's like a, a modern day Larry the Cable guy. He's so funny, man. Um, but he's got such a different delivery. So, um, yeah, Rogan Diaz, Theo Vaughn, Whitney Cummings, uh, Tom Segura. Guy's hilarious. His facial expressions. He's so funny. Um, and he has a pod. Hey, roommate Dave, what's the name of that podcast that Tom's on? Did you guys just hear my voice crack a little bit? It's it's early when I record this. So, uh, what is it, roommate Dave? 
Oh, your mom's house. Tom Segura has a podcast called Your Mom's House. It's hilarious. They just they just sit and they rant and they talk for hours at a time. Kind of like kind of like I'm doing today a little bit. But anyways, uh, I digress. Back to getting this thing rolling. Uh, it has been a busy couple of weeks. The PBR has been rocking and rolling. Um, go back to St. Louis a couple of weeks ago. Chase Outlaw winning the Mason Lowe Memorial could not have been uh, a more perfect ending to uh, a very special weekend you know I got to spend some time with Mason's widow Abby uh she released a bald eagle back into the wild um I mean she didn't just have one in her house they you know working with this wildlife sanctuary that had taken this bird in rescued it and healed it got it back to to full health and so uh, a pretty awesome tribute to, to our buddy Mason. Pretty cool to see that after bucking off the first round, Chase Outlaw came back, win the event, and and Chase and Mason were the best of friends, man, and just such an emotional weekend. You know, if you were watching the broadcast on Ride Pass, you saw uh, myself more so than JW, but both of us get uh, kind of teary-eyed. So, um, yeah, just uh, a really, really cool moment there in St. Louis. Uh almost straight to LA from St. Louis, but got a day or two at the house and then went to LA, did all that. Uh, Joao Ricardo Vieta won his third event already this season, but because of the points that Lockwood had accumulated in those first two events, um, you know, Joao still the number two bull rider in the world. I think that that could possibly change this weekend, but going to have to tune in. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, ridepass.com. That's where you're going to see me every week uh, as part of the broadcast team for the professional bull riders. So, uh, and if you don't like that, if Western sports aren't your thing, well, whatever. Um, I love it. I, I love being around these guys. These athletes are incredible. And speaking of incredible athletes, I told you I was in LA for, for, you know, quite a while for me. And so I randomly got this wild hair and decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go to Vegas and I'm going to drive from LA to Vegas and I'm going to go spend the night. And uh, a lot of people think that when I go to Vegas, man, it's, it's a party. Let me tell you something, my buddy Ryan over at the South point there in Vegas. And if you go to Vegas quite a bit and, and you're not into the whole hustle and bustle of, of being right in the middle of everything, the South point is the greatest thing ever if that's your deal. So like for me, I called Ryan, I get to the South point. He's got a big, nice suite for me. Um, I check in, throw my bags down. And what's the first thing I do lay down and take a nap because that's what I do when I go to Vegas. And I got up and I went downstairs and had dinner at the buffet, you know, total rock star life. And then you know, I know what you're thinking then. You got to get some food in your system before you really tear up Vegas. So that's what I did. I ate and then uh, I went upstairs to the movie theater and I watched a movie by myself. Uh, the movie about Paige, the pro wrestler, uh, fighting with my family. Had a great time there. Uh, watched the movie and then I went to bed. I got up the next day, worked out, did a, a few things. Didn't really do too much. Met up with a couple of buddies of mine. Uh, my buddy Luke from the Mirage. Got to catch up with him a little bit. Just kind of, you know, see a couple of faces. But more than anything, just hide out. That's right. I, I go to Vegas to hide out and do normal things like dinner and a movie and sleep. I know it's so crazy, but uh, it was awesome. But I had missed doing a podcast uh, the previous week. And so 
my buddy Brad Tavares, who is a, a UFC fighter, I sent him a text message and I was like, hey, and basically I just, you know, I told him I need I need a podcast guest. And he was like, shoot, yeah, man. He he was 100% in, said, come by the gym. He trains there at Extreme Couture. Um, if you're a fight fan, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Randy Couture's gym there in Vegas. My buddy Eric runs the gym. You look at guys like like Ray Seffo, who, who is there as a trainer. Uh, Dennis Davis, who's there as a trainer, Eric, obviously, man, he he's like a drill sergeant. I walk in the gym, and and again, much like Golds in Venice, there's just such a cool, positive energy in the gym, and the the motivation of people just working their asses off to get better. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I love the positive vibes, and so got to watch a lot of their practice. Um, and some real beasts train at that gym, but anyways. Uh, they got done with practice and uh, ran upstairs to a little conference room, sit down, and just started shooting the breeze with with Brad. Brad's a guy that he has a couple of losses on his record, but they're by absolute monsters. I mean, Robert Whitaker, who's the champ right now, Israel Adesanya, who just beat Anderson Silva, who might be one of the, the hottest names in the UFC right now. Uh, and this guy, he went to distance with him. Brad is a tough tough dude and you're going to hear some uh kind of behind the scenes information about that fight going into uh going into that fight with Israel it was the uh Tuesday night contenders finale it was the main event there i believe that's what it was but it was the main event where Brad would fight Israel and uh took him the distance man so i got so much respect for everybody in the fight game but you know i'm a fan we we first hooked up through his love of professional bull riding my love of, of MMA and, and mixed martial arts and fighting. And so we connected, and uh, we've been buddies ever since. So I appreciate him taking care of me, doing a, a little solid, and uh, hooking me up with a little favor, being a guest on the podcast here. So I will tell you this. If you've made it this far in this long intro this week, I think I'm not positive, but I think it might be the first F-bomb of the podcast. And... When I say the first, it opens a floodgate to a lot more F-bombs. So it's not the family-friendly podcast. If, if that's what you're looking for, this is not it. Hit the pause button, hit stop, turn around, go listen to one of the previous episodes. Go check out my social media, Matt L. West. Drop a comment or a suggestion. Go do that. Because if you're offended by the F-word, you're not going to like this podcast. But if you like guys that are real... You're going to love it. If you like MMA, you're going to love it. If you like uh, the real story behind people that we think are uh, quote-unquote successful or behind people that you think are just uh, you know em empowering, this is a really, really cool conversation that I got to have. So without any further dialogue and me rambling like I have this weekend uh, or this week rather today, whatever it is, I don't know. I'm so confused. Uh, I've been in a million different time zones in the last month, uh, two months. It's been a long year, guys. I don't know if you realize that. 2019, we just started month number three, March 1st. It has been a long year, but it's been long because it, it's been great. So hope you guys are having a great year. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Without any more talk, this is my conversation with UFC middleweight Brad Tavares. Let's so, okay. So your daughter's about a year. My daughter. You're gonna have to get close. You're gonna have to get closer. Yeah. My daughter is about 
Yeah, so March fourth, she'll be sixteen months. Sixteen? Are, are you 16 gonna? Are you, are you the dad that's gonna be like it's thirty? She's thirty six months. No, oh. I, I I hate that stuff. But so I take her to this place called Fidgets. Can you hear me? Yeah. So I take her to this place called Fidgets. It's like this. I love it. It's this little. Uh, it's like a playground, indoor playground geared towards the smaller kids. You know, like. Really? Um, the, the one-year-olds that are just like kind of learning how to walk and kind of even still babies that are like crawling around and it's just yeah. it's smaller um a lot of cool little toys other little kids so we take her there and my girlfriend and i are the same like every we used to count month two months three months four months yeah. blah, blah blah all into a year but once she hit a year we we're just like she's a year old she's a year old yeah. but like all these parents out here are like oh a year old like how like Crazy. My, my my son is 16 months old how, how old is she <laughs> Oh, well, her and birthday's it, bro, in and March. I have to think about it. And I'm like, um, okay. So her birthday was just a couple months. Uh, so yeah, okay. So she's 15, 16 months, you know? We were just talking because you missed PBR finals yeah. uh, two years ago. Two years year in ago. a row yeah. already. Yeah, two years in a row. But the first one, I the first one you had a really good reason. Yeah, so the first one was, so my daughter, I, what the PBR finals are every first week of November. Yeah. Usually lands in between like the third and the seventh right. or something yeah. in right between in those there. days, right? And my daughter is born November 4th. So <laughs> we were there. We protected yeah. each other because yeah. like, I was supposed for to be there. some crazy reason thought yeah. maybe you might make it. No, I was, trying, I was trying to make it because our due date was not, I want to say November 9th or November 17th, our initial due date. And then that week came around and then my girlfriend started like getting those like real spaced out contractions and then i started panicking a little bit because months in advance like my cousin was coming up here and her uh boyfriend is like a like a pony like a hawaiian cowboy paniolo so and he what is it what is it paniolo 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 so paniolo yeah paniolo okay. that's a hawaiian cowboy that's gotcha. what they call him that's good to know yeah like paniolo ever get over to hawaii yeah so he he doesn't ride bulls but he rides horse he mm. does like the the roping and yeah whatever else he yeah, so he's super into it. His family is like pretty, you know, country, and they like they're super into it. Um, so he, they wanted to come up, make a thing out of it, and I was like, yeah, no problem, you know. Like I had been talking to you. I was like, yeah, yeah. freaking, I'm gonna hit up Matt and let's go. Let's make it. Like I love the PBR, you know. And so I was looking forward to it. And then when that happened, I started panicking. And I was like, oh, I told them, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll take care of it. Blah blah blah. And then, but you know what I mean? Like I kind of missed the yeah. birth of my daughter for this and. Yeah. It all ended up working out, you know, between you and Mandy. I was going to say, they came, did they come? Yeah. They okay, I was going to say, yeah. I, I couldn't remember. I don't yeah. remember what I did this morning for breakfast. <laughs> it's terrible, man. I feel like this year's just been been crazy. But then last year, you, you went back home. Yeah. you grew so, up in Hawaii, right? Yep. I okay. grew up, born and raised in Hawaii. Um, so, so, yeah. So, as unless we're here in Vegas... You know, it, for my daughter's birthday every year, like hopefully this next upcoming year we will be here, yeah. and then I can take her to the PBR for her birthday because yeah, her birthday be is awesome. November fourth. Yeah, and I think you know what? Honestly, I think she'll love it because we just took her to the tournament of champions or tournament of kings over at Excalibur. Oh yeah, and uh, a yeah, lot of stuff going on. Yeah. yeah, the horses, and she loves uh, on Netflix. There's this little girls show called Spirit. And yeah. she loves that. It's about little horses, you know, like Frontier, Old Frontier. So I tell you what, if you guys are here, if you guys are here, I'll play in the birthday party with like me and 17,000 of our closest friends. We'll do it at T-Mobile Arena. That'd be awesome, man. Oh, that would be amazing. You but, said she's got like a big personality. Oh, she does. That's she cool. does. She she really does. It's crazy. Like she'll do things, 
that I'm like, where, like, where is she getting this from? Yeah. So like, but it's funny because it's until you have a kid and you see them do things that you naturally do or that you right. like, I feel like she does things the way I feel inside. So like, I'll see her get frustrated mm -hmm. at something and like she has, I can see it. She has a short temper, which so do I, which kind of scares me. Like I wish she was more like her mom on that aspect. My, her mom is super patient. So, you know, like I hope she gets more of that than, than me. Like, so, uh, are you like guys impatient? Are you guys both pretty quiet? I mean, or are, are you a little bit like, you know, charismatic? Oh, no, we're with her. We're like su super crazy. So she's like for a girl, she's like super aggressive. Like yeah. she'll grab my girl and like grab her face and mm, like smash her face, but like not, like not in a mean right, malicious right, right. way but yeah. like and then and then she's like oh like we're laughing at it i'm like well if you think about it that's what we do to her right as soon as we see her we grab her face we smush her like mm, you know everybody does that yeah and, she, you don't and think she's about it. and she's just copying it she's mimicking what she sees that's so cool man yeah. that's so cool so does she get to go back and, and spend time at, at hawaii much um so we were there for so we took her last june um for my cousin's wedding we were there for about a week Maybe not even, um, and then we went. We went uh, Big Island and Maui because I'm from yeah. Big Island. My girl is from Maui, so we always island hop. And then we went back for her birthday for about almost three weeks, uh, end of October into the beginning of November. We had her first birthday there, um, and then I don't know when the next time we'll. But, but I got we'll a feeling back. like you want her to grow up really knowing that culture. Don't I you? definitely yeah. do, and that's that's a that's a struggle. Like, and it almost feels like a daily struggle. Yeah. Even though it's not gonna happen anytime soon, it still feels like a daily struggle. Like my girl and I are deciding, like, okay, after so as long as I'm fighting, I'll be here because right. I feel like I have way better everything out here. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, it's you're in Vegas. In yeah, exactly. The, the gym's here. The PI's just down yeah, the road. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, all of that. And then even if I wanted to go cross train in California, Florida, yeah. wherever, yeah. you know, it's it's not very hard to get there. You know, like I can jump on a flight and be there in a few hours. Well, I mean, it's such a like a centralized location. You can you can literally get anywhere from Vegas because there's so many flights going in and out all yeah. the time. So our our biggest battle is that you know, like I've never imagined raising a family anywhere besides Hawaii. Right. But that being said, like when I think back to the opportunities that were presented to me when I was growing up, I feel like there's much better opportunities here. Um, education, sports. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's just, there's more out here, you know, it's, yeah. it's not as much like Hawaii is really like, like now as sports wise, you know, it's, it's a lot better because, um, a lot of more people are looking at Hawaii schools because of the Manti Tails and the, mm -hmm. the Marcus Mariotas and this type, yeah. you know, and all the good athletes that are coming from Hawaii, Colton Wong and all of these guys. Yeah. So sports dude, is getting there. You just hit me in the heart, man. I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. Yeah. So so Wong, he he was a stud, man. Yeah. Why stud. did he just get traded? I I you know what? I don't know. He he was he should still be on the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get traded. Okay. He's I'm just a big fan because I got to watch him play and like I I ran into him at spring training. Was a it wasn't last year, a couple years ago, or whatever, and got to like just visit with him for a couple of minutes. Yep. Coolest guy ever. Oh, it really? Is. Coolest guy. It really ever. is. But. So I, I run into him here and there. Yeah. Um, I actually, one of his uh, uncles, Kalai Wong, I know very well. You know, he's like, he's like an uncle to me. Um, oh, you know how cool. it is in Hawaii. Like, everybody is uncle and auntie. That is your elder. Well, I was going to say, but you guys all, like, you guys all have this, like, bond. 
Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody I know from Hawaii, like has this mutual kind of like bond. It's like, you guys are all family. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it really is because I don't know. It's just, I think it's just cause we're proud and, and it is, it is a bit different, you know, like when you, I think it would be like equivalent to almost if, if you were out here in Vegas, but you were from, I don't know, Europe somewhere yeah. and you met another person that is from that same right. small place, you, you guys can relate, you know? Like you guys, you guys both know whatever it took. Like, well, because you're all—I mean, you're all Americans, but the culture is different. Oh, big it, it's time. just different. Yeah. So last night I was at a wedding, and I was explaining to um, my so my girlfriend, her friend, the boyfriend is from Serbia, um, and he's been in the states for a long time. He came over to play basketball yeah. in uh, Columbus, actually, some school out there in Columbus, and. Uh, it was so crazy. He almost accepted a scholarship to the University of um, Hawaii Hilo, so the Vulcans, and that's where I'm from. Oh, really? And so my girlfriend is from Maui, but that's where she also went to college on a scholarship for softball. So it was just, it was crazy. It was like the road is so big, but yeah. yet so small. Isn't that, isn't that wild? Because it's like you run into people you know, just like I, I do it every week, you know? And it's funny because I'll, I'll go to our ticket people and be like, hey, uh, I know we're in some random city, you know, a thousands of miles away from home, but I got some family or some friends here that it's constant, man. It, it's a small world. Really no, is. it is. It is. And uh, it was crazy because he's not, this, this guy is not uh, in the fight world or anything. Right. And here we are, um, you know, like just meeting and talking and shooting the crap for, because of our girlfriends, but we ended up knowing a lot of the same people really yeah so he like he's really good friends with one of my really good friends out here andreas and chris spang and uh because he actually he used to live out here some years ago so but it was just crazy yeah like here's this guy from serbia and i'm this kid from hawaii yeah and then now here we are in vegas at some random person's wedding uh-huh. um and like you know like it was our girlfriend's friend's yeah. wedding yeah so we're not there for any of our friends but then yet we know like people in the same circle. But I'm a big believer in like the universe pulls things together for a reason. It's yeah. like, like we constantly go through things in life that uh, we don't know, but we meet people for a reason. Really? Oh, do. yeah, you do. Uh, dude, you guys just got done busting your ass down there. Bro. That, Eric, Eric's a freaking drill sergeant. Yeah, no, that, that, that's good. Um, it's not always like that type of practice, but it, it like, I like when we do get those, those are like the real gut check. Yeah. You know, type of practices. That's more. That's more so to just be like, hey, don't forget, you gotta still work hard at this. Everybody's going for it, man. Yeah, like that room when I walked in, it, like that's motivating. Yeah, I know, I know, and that and that makes me that makes me really proud. That's why, like at the end there, I told them mm-hmm. like everybody, like, hey, be proud of yourself because every time I would look around, you know, like I seen everybody yeah. pushing and working hard, yep. and uh, you know, you obviously not everybody is going to be in freaking what would we do? 12 rounds or so that type of shape. So you, but to look around and see, okay, this guy is resting here, yep. but not being lazy, not dragging Had to ass. Give up. Yeah. Not give so, up. Yeah. It, it, that, that kind of stuff. I, I like that. And it, it really does get the camaraderie going and, you know, and, and, you can just look over at somebody else working hard and like yeah. you said it's motivating. Well, and you just you got back. Like you just got back in the gym. Yeah. So how long has it been? So today makes three weeks exactly since I got cleared back to training. I'm still not a hundred percent cleared to fight yet. I'm also still not cleared to technically get hit in the arm. Um, okay, so what happened? So my last fight, uh, somewhere along the fight, I don't know where that's the Israel fight, I, right? Israel fight. Yeah. I got 
uh, I suffered a broken arm, uh, a, what they call a nightstick fracture. Um, my best guess is, I'm not like I said, I'm not sure how exactly it broke, but more than likely it was from blocking kicks. It just broke somewhere along the way. Um, after the fight, I didn't know it was broken. They took me over to one of the hospitals here because I had a cut on my eye to get it sutured. And then while I'm waiting there, uh, my arm just started throbbing. Not really hurting, but just, you know, that throbbing yeah. feeling. Started throbbing, and then it started getting swollen a little bit, like a little horn. So I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm under I'm under the UFC's insurance. I might as well just Check get it, it checked out. Like, I'm already sitting here. So wait a minute. You're in the middle of a fight. You break your arm, and you don't know. You don't know when. Yeah, you, not you at don't, all. You don't even know what round. Could have been the first kick. Could have been the last kick. Could have been somebody, somewhere in between. Yeah, because you had five rounds of yeah. that shit that you went through with so, that dude. Yeah, so I have I have no clue. Yeah, um, yeah. So is is one of, it's one of those things though. You know, it, that type of shit is gonna happen. You know, you see fighters happen all the time. People break their arms, um, suffer. I mean, the leg ones when you hurt your leg in the fight, it's a lot harder to deal with yeah. than a than an right. arm injury, but. You know, it's just part of the game. Does that dude win this next fight? Uh, against Gasolum? Yeah. I think it's a really, it's actually a really good matchup, actually, yeah. you know? Um, so the one thing he does have is he is so tall and long for the division. Um, He's and a big dude. Yeah, and, and if anything, uh, when he and I fought, I would say that's the only thing that really, like, not, I wouldn't say it threw me off because I expected him to be, like, tall and long. But I just had never faced anybody that long that yeah. is well aware of his range. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it was, you know, I, actually, like, it's a fight I lost, but it's such a great learning experience for me. But, but, but look at what that dude's doing, like, since your fight. Like, he's an animal. Oh, he, and he's, you went five rounds with that bit. No, yeah. So I would don't get me wrong. Like I, I take nothing away from yeah. Israel. But and and this is not to say. Okay, so before the fight, there was a report that came out that I was out of the fight. That uh, Tiago Santos was gonna replace me because I had broke my foot. And then I just kind of like, no, it's false news, fake news, blah blah blah. You had had a couple of different things where, like, right before the fight, either you had been injured or something had happened. Yeah, right? so. What ended up happening was I actually did break my foot before the fight, but I didn't want them. I wasn't about to pull out of the fight. Right. So if you if you like if you think back to that fight, like if you watch any of my fights, I'm a heavy heavy kicker. I kick a lot. I have a lot of volume with my kicks and my punches. In this fight, I threw one kick. The very first and only kick I threw with my right leg. Anyway, I think I threw maybe like one or two kicks, like just out of reactionary with my left, like high kicks though. But my the only kick I threw, uh, like I threw a leg kick and I hit him right, like in the muscle, like on his thigh, where you know it's not bone, it's not really hard or anything, right. and my foot just instantly fucking like like I almost couldn't step on it, uh, and so like I'm like I'm you know that's as, the beginning of the fight. Yeah, that was the that was the first round. Oh. So I already knew I was like so I hadn't kicked all camp. I hadn't kicked all camp. Um, that report came out that was just like a headache to me i was like fuck it's out let me just try like be like you know what they got it wrong right they got it right but i just fucking like try to hide it because i because you don't want to give up the fight yeah. man. i mean and main I event, five and rounds I, big big spotlight and i didn't want the doctors to come in and be like because so before they even announced any of that they didn't even ask me like okay your foot is broken but how are you doing because if they had asked me i would have been like i'm getting through it you know i'm training right i'm not kicking but i can still push off of it 
I, I can still move. I can still box, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then they came out with that. Dana's like, oh, he's out. And like, man, that was such a stressful. And I was back in Hawaii for that wedding that I told you about yeah. back in June. And I was back in Hawaii for that. And I'm stressing out. I'm like, no, they're going to pull me. They're going to like, it's out of my hands. Like the doctors are going right. to say I cannot fight because that's what Dana is saying. And then they even brought Diago Santos out for the uh, fight. Yeah, just as like a backup. Yeah, because because of that report, you know. Um, but anyway, long story short, like it's it's not an excuse. It is what it is. I I accepted the fight full and well knowing that my foot right. wasn't was That's good. a big deal, man. I mean, it's not like you, it, you jammed your finger. No, nah, it, it is. Um, it, and it, the funny thing is that so I ended up trying to just basically box a fucking yeah. badass kickboxer. Yeah. You know, that dude is badass yeah. kickboxing. And I just tried to straight up box him. So, you know, it is what it is. I take nothing away from Israel. He's a great fighter. He's on a great run right now. Um, and, you know, he's obviously he's uh, fighting for the title. And But you'd do it again, right? Oh, <laughs> I, I know that he and I will run into each other again. I know I know that. What's uh, what's the timeline for you? Do you have um, any idea? I mean, because you just, you just got back. So. Yeah, so the... So Anderson Silva was looking for a fight, you know, and I guess my name got thrown in the mix. It, it was asked, like, oh, you think that you'll be ready to fight at that time, whatever, whatever. Um, honestly, I just my response was just, look, I I just got back in the gym. Right. I have no idea. Would I love to fight in three months? Fuck yeah, I would love to fight yeah. in three months. I would love to be back in that cage in three Especially months. Especially a high profile. Like, yeah, exactly. Anderson me? Silva. Yeah. But let's be realistic here. Like I'm not going to even think about a fight until my arm is just physically, I don't need to be in tip top fight shape and then say, Hey, let's fight. Right. I just need to be back to like, you got to realize that for seven months, yeah. I basically almost had no, like I could use my arm for simple stuff, but the doctor didn't want me to lift anything over. So I, while I was in the cast, absolutely nothing i was in the cast for a few weeks and then when the cast came off i had a brace and he didn't want me lifting anything really with it well, and then once the brace came off he didn't even want me lifting more than 10 pounds and that's what i was gonna say there's there's a big difference between picking up your plate for dinner and, and getting kicked by one of the baddest dudes in the world like there's and so, a huge difference so lifting weights is okay i'm obviously weaker like there's certain stuff like i couldn't bench press for so long i couldn't lift something over my head with with my left hand you do a lot of lifting um i i do i do now in like the off season i like to um it's hard to find time to just straight lift like that type of like what we call beach muscle lifting you know right all the stuff i like to do yeah you just looked at me yeah yeah you know (laughs) no don't get me wrong i love i know like in the off season i love lifting there was a time where i hated it because I didn't know what I was doing, right. you know, like in high school, what do we do? Squat, bench and deadlift, right. you know, so and curls, you know, yeah. like we're, we're in the freaking weight room, like curls for the girls. That's all you know. Yeah, the exactly. Stuff you see in the mirror. And so it was like, OK, like now I got over the years, I've been educated on it. I know how to target certain stuff. I know why I know what to do it, what, you know, like and then I also know that when I lift and I still do my my training, I don't lose any of it. Right. Whereas before I would just like lift for a while and I'll come back to to the fight gym and I'll feel so slow. Yeah. Like my punches just felt slow. It's because I was lifting five days a week and training once. Well, and you constantly like you've got to be very meticulous about your weight too. I mean, you've got to stay relatively close. So, so did you get because you get down to what? I'm 185. 185. And I'm two like probably 217 right now. Right. So I'm I'm lucky though. I'm one you of, control yours all the time. Yeah, I'm one of those guys that 
just you know i'm blessed knock on wood my body it kind of like knows like i guess with the stuff that i'm doing i don't know if it's the intensity of workouts how i'm eating a mixture of the two but my bodily my body naturally as it gets closer to the fight just starts letting the weight go right you know and uh i can eat all you can eat sushi uh, like i mean i could probably do it a week before but my cutoff is usually 10 days so like Usually we fight on Saturdays, mm -hmm. the Wednesday of the week before the fight. So not the Wednesday of fight week, but the week prior to Wednesday is like my last all-you-can-eat sushi. And I'll stay away from the fried stuff on that one, but I'll pound just fish, you know, like nigiris, yeah. rolls. I get caught up in the sushi place out at South Point. It's so good. Have you been there? No, I haven't. You got to go, man. You got to go. You got to. like. If you like sushi, there's a spot two exits up on uh rainbow 215 in rainbow yeah. right past the pi called bf sushi new spot the best next time i'm in town we're going yeah for sure for okay. sure for sure what uh, so so we kind of we kind of met through the pbr yep because i mean you're a legit fan yeah oh definitely so so it was one of those things where out growing up i didn't know two shits about bull riding right but it was fun to watch um and I had never, like, there are, like, small rodeos here and there on the big island. Mm -hmm. But I was never in that circle. Neither was my family. So it was not something that I ever seen. And the first, like, live, well, so when I was maybe, I don't know, 13, 14, we have a chicken farm. Um, and it's on, uh, it's rented on an actual farm farm, like a ranch up in Nanakuli, all the way at the top of Nanakuli. Uh, Lyman Ranch and they had on a few occasions they would like it was people from the mainland would fly in and they would have like these little rodeos there. yeah and that was the first time I ever saw it and I thought in my head I was thinking like wow these guys are crazy <laughs> but then you go to the PBR and the bulls are just on a different level well it's funny because uh, like when you came to the one uh that may like you, I looked at you and I was like man you you're acting the same way at that the way I act when I go to a fight, like yeah. just so hyped up, so so into it, yeah. Like it's 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 easy to get addicted to. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's exciting. It's exciting. And if you think about it, you know, like this freaking crazy thousands of pound animal, and yeah. then these guys, like I didn't realize that bull bull riders were like small. They're small guys. Yeah, you know, they're not oh, big yeah. at all. They're and like flyweights. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like they're holding on to these. Like it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, man. You you talk about growing up in Hawaii. What was it like? Oh, growing up in Hawaii was the best. And that's why, like, that's another struggle, you know, like thinking, like, oh, I want my daughter to have that. But um, growing up in Hawaii, like, just in Hawaii culture, family and friends is a huge thing, you know, always around family and friends, always get togethers at the house. And even if it's not for a specific event, you always have, like, friends and family at your house. Like, yeah, at any time. huge. Yeah, at any time, I can go home. And so, like, I feel like in every family, they have that one family member that is, like, the central house. Yeah. So, for me, that's my uh, Uncle Leroy and my Auntie Lodi's house. That's where we go to watch, like, you know, like... Your uncle's name's Leroy? Leroy, That's yeah. my middle name. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Leroy Schweitzer. Um, so, that's the house that we go to, barbecues, um, parties, just after parties. Even, like, just on a regular basis... Like people will end up over there after work. Just where know, everybody goes. Drinking beers and they're you know, like they're always there, all the uncles, people just swing by, like yeah. it's just always people there. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, like and I feel like that's a norm for us in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. That's a norm. And it's I, hard I, to do that in Vegas. 
It is. And I talked to, I was just talking to another local girl last night from Oahu who also lives out here. And she was saying the same thing. She was like, you know, it's crazy. Like even she even has family out here, but she said that everything out here has to, it's like, so like it has to, you have to plan on it. You have to schedule it. Like, Hey, what are you doing this weekend? We should do this, this, and this. Whereas in Hawaii, it's it just organically happens. Everything's slower. Yeah. It just, it just happens. Well, like, and that's one thing, you know, we talk about like your nutrition and, and your gym time just looking at the clock right now. No, no, no. Okay. I thought I got a text message. Um, but like you have to, you have to schedule basically everything, like every yeah. aspect of your life. You have yeah. to plan it out, don't you? Yeah, no, you really do. Time management is, is a huge deal, and I, I feel like that's kind of one of the downfalls to like some of the, the guys that are probably still in Hawaii. It's hard, like, so if look at it for me, okay? I live two minutes from here. I live right down the road. Right. And then here's Couture's. <sighs> Five minutes, would you say? Up the road is the PI. Yeah, and close. right across the street is a bunch of places to eat, and not to mention there's a cafeteria at the PI. Mm-hmm. Maybe five minutes, not even five minutes, less than five minutes past the PI is another gym, EOS, that is where like a fitness gym where That's I live. Where I works out today. Okay, yeah. Yep. So look at everything. Everything for me is in like a two mile, three mile radius. Yeah. There's never any like traffic like how there is back home in Hawaii on Oahu anyway. Um, Everything is so close, and there's so much more people that fighting is their life, you know, mm-hmm. whether it be coaches, other fighters, these gyms. Whereas in Hawaii, like, it's hard, it's rare to find a gym that can stay open, like like Couture's. Right. Couture's would be open from, I don't know what time did they open, 8 in the morning till 8, 9 at night. And I feel like Eric would be here all night if somebody yeah. wanted to be here. And, yeah, so that's the thing, too, is, like, when I'm fighting and we need to come in later he makes it happen you know he's like he'll make it happen one way or the other if if he can't physically beer himself he'll make sure that somebody is you know is here to take care of the guys and stuff it's a really good good crew here yes and so you know like in hawaii um a lot of like on maui on big island they don't even have access to a lot of the facilities like this in oahu and, and granted there's nothing quite like this these setups but they can get close, but it's still it's so far away. Like yeah. I know a lot of my friends um, that live on Oahu that still train. Like they have to go all the way here, and then and the thing about Oahu is traffic. You need to account for it. Yeah, like LA. Yeah, and it's crazy. It's like you wish. Like for me, I'm so spoiled. I go to training. I don't everything about traffic. What yeah. am I doing after training? I'm gonna go home. It'll take me five minutes to get home. I'm gonna rest, and then what? Well, at three thirty, I'm gonna train again. Well, I mean, it's your life, so yeah. so you have to make it as as comfortable as you can. Yeah, but that being said, like even that, even like people that you know that this is their life, living in other places, and especially right. Hawaii, it's not that easy for them. Man, I think about those guys. Like, you know, I got to to hang with Chris Weidman a little bit uh, last year, at Madison Square Garden, and I think and, his wife is from Hawaii. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know what? She might be. Yeah, she's think- she's the sweet. It wouldn't surprise me at all because like she's the sweetest lady yeah. ever. Um, they got an awesome family and like Aljamain and those guys that come around, like they have to fight the subways and yeah. all that traffic. And I'm thinking just the mental stress that that would do. I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. And I'm not getting in front of another grown man that's trying to punch me in the face. Yeah. So, uh, when I, um, uh, maybe like two, three years ago, I took like a week trip out to Huntington beach, mm-hmm. uh, training all those guys out there at Kings MMA, um, 
and even that like you know it's spaced out we tried to get a hotel closest to uh the gym as we could yeah so from our hotel there's a little commute and you got to worry about traffic to to the gym and then we went back we'll go back to the hotel then later at night we'll go to a different i forget the name of the gym it was a gracie gym and where was it in irvine or something but we had it was a ways away like not really far away but if you get stuck in traffic then it sucks but that's the thing like at at my house back in oklahoma if if i'm seven miles from where i need to be it's going to take me about seven minutes to get there in la california that whole coast if you're seven miles from a place it's going to take you at least an hour yeah it it just it's so stupid yeah so stupid how'd you get into fighting (laughs) fighting (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what I, I feel was, like that's kind that, of the common denominator from like like I, like BJ because I'd asked him the same thing years and years ago and he was just like I uh, just yeah. all the time and so yeah no it, it, it's true and uh, it's one of those things though it's like I don't know you look back at when people say that and it's easy for people to be like oh well then you're a punk and this and that and it's like no it's not, not what it it's not what it was so. Coming from where I come from, Hilo, same place as BJ, but he, mm-hmm. he and I just went, he's older than I am. We didn't go to school at the same time, but he he's from the rival school. He went to Hilo, and I went to Waikel, mm-hmm. you know, so rival schools. But anyway, it, Hilo, for the most part, operates the same. In Hilo, I can tell you this, like, if you watch, like, when I watch TV shows growing up, and even now, it's always, like, the football players, the jocks, the and now the weirdly it's like lacrosse is like the thing, right? Yeah. But those are the cool kids. Those yeah. are those are like the kids that everybody wants to be. I played football and I, I love playing football in um in Hilo in, at YKL High School, but that wasn't like oh this is the cool guys, the football players. No, it wasn't the football players, it wasn't the wrestlers, it wasn't the sports guys, it wasn't the guys with good grades. It was the guys that could. It was the guys that could fight. Yeah. It was the, the scrappers. Tough guys. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and that's and that's like kind of that was like the measuring stick. It, was, it wasn't like about like oh who can bench this or who can squat that. It was like oh like when we go out oh this guy fought this guy oh and then so in Hawaii one of the terms is like he licked him like yeah that means like he beat his ass. Yep. So like oh this guy licked so and so and blah blah and like. It, it was it was one of those things that like fighting was such a big part growing up that you would see people that you know in any other circumstance they would never get into a fight but because it was such a big thing they felt like I gotta I have to like I have to defend myself and you know on how many like granted there was times where shit boils over and the fight doesn't end it but how many times I've gotten into a fight with somebody. And we just shook hands after that. And, hey, we were cool. You know, like we hung out after that. Or you see people like who've had an issue for so long and they might not be friends later, but the issue, they they get into a little fist fight and the issue is like completely just gone. Don't you think that the whole society that we live in right now would be so much easier if we could just handle our differences (laughs) right now, punch each other in the face and be done with it? Like. There's so much just talk, 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 talk. It's annoying. No, it's, it's, it, we, we really do. Like the society nowadays is so sensitive and so it's soft. so bad. And don't get me wrong. Like I do see bad shit happening. Like people will get into fights and that person will get knocked out and hit their head and like real, you know, like, right. and I'm just glad that growing up, I never been in that, like, you know, like 
that that would scare me. I, but I said a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, and some people made fun of me and, and kind of maybe misconstrued it. But like I said, you know, I, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I don't want people to get bullied. Yeah, I absolutely don't want people to get bullied. But I do feel like we take it to the extreme in trying to stop it because you know what. Like we're not all the same and there are some assholes in society and those assholes are going to make fun of people and they're going to say things. And I, I got stronger from a lot of that stuff where a lot of people just want to run and hide. No, and you, know deal what is, with it. you know what is the funny thing though? But look at it. So back in the day, prototypically your bully was your bigger, yep. uh, punkier, you know, like a prick. Look at your bullies today. Your bullies today are fucking computer yeah, fucking bullies. Hiding behind a computer. Exactly. And if if and if you could just fucking hit this motherfucker, talk shit, get hit. Mm-hmm. These fuckers probably wouldn't be bullying you. No, they wouldn't at all. You know? Wouldn't at all. Yeah, so it's like the the bully bullying has always been around. It always will be around. It is annoying and I I was one of those guys that from a young age, like I can remember as early as like being in, I, I believe I was in like, I want to say first or second grade and this second or third grader. So you, you would, you, in where I went to school, you had buildings. Like this was the first grade right. building. This was the second grade building. So this kid came down and he was trying to like punk. Like he was a punk. He was a little fucker though. But he was a <laughs> punk. He was punchy. And he was trying to bully this other kid. And that's one thing that my mom always taught me. She was like, don't, don't you ever bully somebody right. like don't pick on somebody yep. and if you see somebody that cannot like stick up for themselves you need to stick up for them help them like that was one thing that i can remember that and don't be a fucking rat and she didn't say it like that <laughs> she was like don't be a tattletale yeah but now that i realized she was telling me don't be a fucking rat yeah but anyway yeah so i used to always like <laughs> when i was younger i used to hang out with like these you know these dorkier guys whatever and whatever that was the guys that i gravitated towards it wasn't until like i started playing sports that i started more so hanging out with like the jocks and like you know like and then when you like as you get older like i was always into like uh, girls i feel like from fucking a young age like i've always liked girls like i never thought girls had cooties but then when you get older like the whole girl situation becomes more serious and you try to impress them more and it's but whatever but i've always been like you know like kind of like i love video games like, I have a nerdy side to me, I feel like. But um, I always, like, came to these guys, like, eight. Like, I'm like, fuck you. Don't fucking pick on him. Like, right. yeah, so what? He's doing this or that. Or he's wearing glasses or he's fucking fat. Who Fuck you. Like, who are you to yeah. say? What makes you any better? Yeah, and I would fucking get into fights all the time because of that. But I feel like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like, bro, people deserve to fucking get fucking hit. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm sure you experience this and I experience it a lot out here. Vegas has some of the fucking worst drivers in the world, yeah. and they're fucking assholes. But guess what? They'll fucking cut you off and flip you off and do all this like shit. It's your fault. But the second that you fucking chase a motherfucker down, they're fucking tucking tail. Dude, it, it's so funny because I can't tell you how many times like I've been in a little bitty rental car, like back in the day, especially when I was broke and could barely afford like the cheapest car, you know, yeah. one that barely could get up a hill. Uh, how many people would cut me off and they'd do that until I'd like kind of roll my window down and I'm not tough. Like yeah. I'm the least tough guy you'll ever meet. 
but I'm bigger than yeah. most people expect yeah. to see in a little rental car. And then they see me and make eye contact, and then they're off to the races. You know, they're big and tough. And again, it's almost that behind the computer mentality. I'm in my car. I'm tough. I'm I'm going to flip somebody off until somebody makes eye contact with me. Then I'm taking the next exit and trying to hide in a neighborhood, getting away from. I mean, like people are chicken shits. Yeah, they really can be. Yeah, they 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 are. They that shit happens so much out there. And the funny thing is like, so you would think like, okay, if I was in a little car, I drive a fucking big ass yeah. Ford truck and these fuckers will still do that. It's parked on the sidewalk. Yeah. I have little, little fucking Honda. So the most recent incident, I was leaving here actually. And this little two door Honda like cuts me off. And then he wants to like play games. Like he can tell like oh, I'm in a rush gosh. or whatever. And not, I'm not even, I was just like, you know what? Whatever. I'll just be behind him. But then we were getting off on the same exit, and I was trying to get around him. It's two lanes. I was like, come on, motherfucker. I know you're fucking playing games now. Yeah. And then this fucker is in the middle of both of the lanes, and, like, I see him, like, in his mirror. Like, I can see him, like, laughing. I was like, fuck, no. So I fucking chased this guy down to the Walmart parking lot, and I fucking, like, my... So one of my, one of my friends that trains with me, Pooney, he was with me, so he was, like, just following me. So anyway, I fucking cut in front of this guy, and I park like across the two lanes in walmart up here so he couldn't get around me and then puni like is just like what's going on he's behind him yeah yeah Yeah. so he's behind him so this guy can't go anywhere so i walk up to the guy i'm like roll on your fucking window motherfucker and it, like oh he doesn't, God. he doesn't want to. So he rolls Can we up. Tell this story. Yeah, yeah tell the story. Okay, the police care. isn't gonna like nah, track nah, nah, us down. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't anything <laughs> like that. I, I just fucking put him in check verbally. So I was like. I was like, what, you think this is fucking funny? Like, playing games on the freeway? And that's why I was pissed. Like, I look at life, ever since I've had my daughter, mm-hmm. um, so it much. it has really matured me. Like, I can honestly say, like, I, I've been pretty serious and I always took care of my things that I need to take care of, but I, I'm still an immature person. Like, I, I fucking talk a lot of shit to my friends and, like, I do stupid shit. But I feel like a lot of times, even in public, I would be immature. And not, like, to the point where, like, I'm a little kid, but... I just still making bad decisions. And it wasn't until I had my daughter that I was like, look, like shit could go really wrong. Like just the difference between like, hey, you go out, you had a few drinks, you feel completely fine, but are you really? So it's it's, not worth it. Yeah. And so now I don't give a fuck. I'll fucking Uber. I don't give a shit. I'd rather spend a hundred, two hundred dollars and it will never cost that much out there to Uber, but I would rather spend that than to risk it at all. Funny how things can be uh, things that you don't think about. Like one thing happens and all of a sudden your priorities just completely shift and and like you look at things so much different. Yeah, so this motherfucker, like he's playing games on the freeway. Fucking people die on a freeway, you know, like we just lost one of um an uncle of mine back home in hawaii and you know like it shit just happens like that you know it's a fucking car it's high speed the shit flips catches on fire whatever so i feel pretty safe in my truck but it's still it's like dude come on you're fucking like you think about it man i mean it's still if you're going 70 miles an hour down down the highway one little thing goes wrong yeah i mean you see it every day that's a 70 mile an hour rocket that's that's cruising down amongst thousands of other 70 mile an hour yeah and it's not even that so it's like say like we did get into an accident and again i feel really safe in my truck i have a big truck i I feel safe in it but imagine like i got a veer and i fucking smash into a little car and kill some kid and now because of this asshole i gotta live with that guilt you know and that kid is gone and that family has to live with that like could you imagine that and that's kind of shit i think about now that i have my daughter 
that I never released a thing about. So before I would I would have done the same thing, but it would have been because oh fuck you, like you know, like it would have been because of my pride, my anger, my ego, whatever. Yeah. But now it's like oh you think this shit is funny, you know? And then so I jump out. I I'm like run on your fucking window. He's like trying not to look at me. I'm like motherfucker, I see you run on fucking window. I'm gonna break it. So he rolls on his window, and he's like oh like I was like. So I told him, I was like, you fucking think this is funny? You think, like, playing, we're playing games? Like, he couldn't even, like, talk. He was just like, uh, right. uh, uh, and I was like. Totally different person yeah. there than he was out on yeah. the Yeah, so I was like, I just shook my fucking head. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And then I jumped in my truck and left. And gone. Like, I left it as that, but. <laughs> Lighter note. I'm kidding. Uh, so, so you didn't wrestle or anything growing up? Nope. You I didn't. Just... I didn't. So, okay. So, get this. When I was young, I used to be fucking, like, super into, like, fighting movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, so I wanted to do something. I wanted to box or kickbox or yeah. do karate or taekwondo or something. But, no, my mom would not let me. She's like, really? no, 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 no. That's, like, you know, like, to her, I was her baby. And she didn't want me getting hurt and blah, blah, blah. So I played sports. I played football, baseball. Um, I paddled canoe, um, and I did the normal fishing, diving, hunting in Hawaii. But I never got to do like those type of things. And then, um, yeah, throughout high, like from when I was a little kid, I got into fights. Throughout high school, I got into a lot more fights. And then right after high school, I got into fucking a lot, a lot of fights. Um, but. It wasn't until, so in high school, I used to train at this place called The Barn in, in Hilo. And it was this guy, Luis Paole, and he was a kickboxer who started to transition into MMA. But his thing was like, he just was a solid guy. Like he would invite us young boys and whoever really over to, he, it was in a barn actually, he had an octagon. And he, we would just kind of like, he would teach us what he did know and we would kind of just do shit, you know, yeah. like. We'd, kind we'd of watch, trial, trial yeah. We'd watch there. the fights. We'd watch UFC, fucking the UFC fights. Oh, um, BJ Penn did this. Let's try that. Let's, try it. Let's YouTube this. Let you know, like there wasn't, or I wasn't doing it anyway. Like actual schooling and whatnot. And then when I, after I, so I went to San Diego. I went to Palomar Junior College to play football. Came back fat as shit, two hundred forty pounds, just out of shape. Had to do something. And I'm that type of guy, like. Like I said back then, like lifting weights was boring to me. I fucking hate running. I'll still do it because you, you know, like I feel I, like dude, I, I hate guardian. Yeah, look at me. So I, I would fucking like, I was like, damn, I need to do something that is like with purpose that's gonna, like, motivate me to like, yeah. I, I need to lose weight. That's first and foremost. And then I love fucking fighting. Always have. So I started training in Oahu. On um, this kid that I was working with, uh, Ikaika, he was like, hey. um, I, I train at this place. Come down. I was like, oh, how much does it cost? I was like a broke kid living yeah. on Oahu. And then he was like, he was like, oh, it's free. This guy, like, you know, like, just come. He, he said he can bring whoever, this and that, whatever. So there's a guy, Steve Farmer. And uh, he was a Taekwondo black belt. And same thing. He was, like, wanting to get into MMA. So, like, it was the same kind of scenario as back in Hilo. And then so I started training there. And he was like, oh, you should fight. And I was like, fuck, I'm down. Like, get me a fight. And then so he got me a fight. And I fucking started fighting. My first fight was at 200 pounds. It was uh, like this thing called Got Skills. It was, uh, so your first round, it's like an introduction into MMA. Your first round is full kickboxing, but you're wearing 16 ounce gloves, shin pads, and headgear. Then in between rounds, you strip off the shin pads, and then you just box with takedowns with 
headgear and boxing gloves. Just regular boxing, but then yep. you can take. You but can you can take shoot takedowns. Take and as soon as you get the takedown, nice. you stand back up. So the takedowns are basically just, just like to points. score points. Yeah. Exactly. And then the last round, you strip everything off and you start from your feet and you just grapple. So you got to wrestle, which I didn't know how to do. Anyway, I, I ended up winning this thing. And then so I was like, okay, let me take an, an MMA fight at 185. So I did my first MMA fight at 185, like maybe a month later, got down, fucking, now I had abs and, you know, I was in shape and knocked, ended up knocking this guy out in the first round. And What year was that? This was 2007. 2007, what is it right now? Ago. 12 years. Yeah, almost 12 years ago. So this was like June 2007. So, and, and like you had really not had any like real MMA training. No, not at all. I didn't have, I, I had like, Dude, um, that's insane. I man. had my friends you that realized boxed. that, like, like you went, like the story you just you just told us, like you, you're a chubby kid like me. Uh, all of a sudden, you find something in life that you're like, that's what I'm gonna do. And in 12 years, you go from not knowing anything, just diving straight into the fire, to being a top 10 contender. Dude, you fought the baddest dudes in in the game. Like yep. Whitaker. Whitaker, Romero. Israel. Israel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yoel just scares me to look at. <laughs> he's, a, he's a fucking big dude. He, um, Yeah, it is crazy. You know, when you think about it, like you have a lot of these guys coming from Olympic backgrounds or they did That's karate, done their whole life, boxing, kickboxing. Yeah. Fuck, I had none of that. I was fucking fighting in the streets and learning like, hey, I better do this or I get my ass beat. And then when I finally like started training with um, the team and the people that really like turned, like like really made it happen for me was my team back home MMA D. Uh, they were like the first like real team I was a part of like that like just to feel that camaraderie to have actual like coaches and when I say actual coaches just people to give you structure, right. like we we were what the name is. M-M-A-D, Mixed Martial Arts Development. Right. That's what we were. Yeah. You know, and hey, our little gym back in Hawaii, we put out, we put out how many UFC athletes? Um, Anthony Torres, Scott Jung, Steve Burns, Brandon Wolf, myself, you know, Dan, Dan Ige. Dan used to train with us back home. Um, now you're here and, and dude, like you're in a room with some beasts. Yeah, so I you have been since you got. I here. haven't. I didn't learn any actual wrestling till 2008 when I started training at MMAD with Rob Hisia, and that's why like every time like when we talk about when people ask like about wrestling and stuff, is like I really do credit everything to that guy. You know, like I li literally I remember my first days of training back at the quarry. That's where we used to train Kapaa Quarry Road. And I just remember on wrestling days, my shoulders would be shot because I didn't know how to take a shot. Right. I would just try to tackle people. Right. And then they would sprawl me out and my fucking shoulders would get hyperextended and that shit hurt. But then I started learning. And then on top of that, I would burn my feet in the beginning, you know, like taking a shot, but dragging my feet behind. Yeah. So I made all those mistakes that probably five-year-olds make, you know, like kids that wrestle all yeah, their life learn right away now. yeah and i was making those mistakes fuck what was that 11 years ago 10 years ago and i feel like i mean the funniest here's the funniest thing so in 10th grade me and my best friend we were playing football and then we were the only two kids that lived in volcano but went to school in hilo so we were up on the mountain and we went to school in town on on a ge a geographic exception it's takes about 30, 40 minutes to get from town to our house, which doesn't sound like much, but on the big island, that's fucking far. Right. You know, 
the speed limits are 45 to 55 at most and that's just a straight shot up the mountain so that's actually really far um and especially like i said on big island nobody that went to school with us lived that far away right like we were the kids that if we forgot something it was either oh fucking well or you gotta go buy it yeah you know like that type yeah. of shit so anyway um he and i were supposed to football literally just ended we played our last game it was monday so we were kind of like oh fuck like what should we do now with all our time yeah and he's like oh let's go wrestle and i was like for real and i was like okay let's go then so he's like so wrestling tryouts was at like 3 30 meet at the gymnasium blah, blah blah and this was pre-cell phone so i get down to the gym he's not there i can't call him i can't text him this is before cell phones like before we had yeah, cell phones people yeah. a lot of people listening to this have no idea what you mean by pre-cell phone yeah so pre-cell phone grown up that, with it. yeah it's they, silly yeah we didn't have fucking cell phones back then um so i, I couldn't locate him i couldn't track him down i was like ah whatever i'll just fucking practice and he'll show up so i started doing the warm-up the wrestling warm-up was the fucking hardest thing i'd ever done in, in my life to up until that point <laughs> harder than any conditioning i did for football i was like bro where is this motherfucker i'm dying and i don't even want to do this like i'm here because like we're gonna supposed to yeah. do it together like you know like it'll be a fun thing to do like going through like miserable shit with a friend is so much more bearable well and there's a lot of things in life that we wouldn't do but we end up doing it because so and so is doing it exactly uh, oh, so so many so i was like okay um let's let's you know what he's not showing up i was like we're, they said okay water break whatever i fucking went in the locker room snuck out the back and i went <laughs> up to our football locker rooms and i was like you know what i'm gonna just help my coaches, like my football coaches, like long yeah. gear and shit, put shit away for the season until, cause my parents didn't get off work till like 536. So I fucking have all that time, you know, to spare. Then I see this motherfucker later the next day, whatever it was, I was like, bro, what happened to you? He's like, oh, and I forget what the fuck he ended up doing, but we just like kind of laughed about it. I was like, bro, fuck that. Wrestling is way too hard. hard. Yeah. And I, now I look back at it for one, I'm like, bro, you're such a pussy for fucking quitting not even making it through the warm-up and then on top of that i'm like fuck i wish i would have wrestled i yeah. like especially in the career i'm in now like that shit would have helped like but you know what yeah i mean you, you might not have taken that path you might have hated wrestling so bad that you might not have been doing this now i honestly feel like i fucking like especially and this is doesn't say much like i don't know how good hawaii um I know a lot of good state champs that mm -hmm. like fucking to this day are like beast wrestlers. So I know that they're good, but like, I don't know where it measures up. Like I know California, if you're a state champion in California, you're like right. a shit. Right. But I really fucking like, I know it in my heart. Like if I would have wrestled in high school and like, if I would have just kept going, I would have, cause I love wrestling. Yeah. I would have fucking definitely been a state champion. Well, and Hawaii. now you're here, you know, and, and Randy, like one of the all time greats, yeah. Oklahoma state and, and hall of fame there. So, yeah. You're surrounded by all these great wrestlers, though. You, I mean, you still got such a great learning tree. Yep, yep. What if you, if you weren't fighting? What would you be doing? If I wasn't fighting, like, like what would I like, rather be doing? Like, or well, uh, no, I, uh, both. What What do you think you'd be doing? And if if you decided today I'm done fighting, what the ideal job? Okay, the ideal job. And then realistic. Okay, so. Ideally, I would love to just fucking work out, play video games, fucking go diving every day. So win like the lottery. Fishing. Yeah. Like, like Dan. Like Dan Bilzerian. Yeah. Basically. So, yeah, I would love that shit. Realistically, 
I would probably, and I think like you know, after fighting is done, I'll, this is where I'll probably head is like into like real estate. Yeah. Um, because I've always been like a hustler. Like I'm always on the fucking Craigslist to offer up. I'm always buying and selling shit. Yeah. That shit comes easy to me. It's fun to me. I get a thrill out of it. And then I really seen like wow like. When I went through the process of buying my house, I did it through um, Annie Nixick, Eric's wife. Yeah. She's a realtor. And I was like, dude, I could fucking definitely do this. Like, <laughs> I would have fun doing this. And if somebody doesn't want to buy the house, then maybe you just kind of persuade them. <laughs> Take them down. Look, you really need to be in this house. But no, yeah. So I, I you know, like, that's what I think. And then if, if not, like, if not that, like, if we do really end up moving home, um one of the best jobs in hawaii is like uh is being like where when i say best jobs meaning that you don't really need a lot of fucking experience or certification to do it like it's a lot of on the job training but it still pays really really well it's just kind of crazy hours is uh, a stevedore a longshoreman oh in yeah hawaii. yeah yeah being that everything is import export in hawaii you know it's imported yeah. in it's that they're fucking that you need those guys and they, they they get paid really well and and a bunch of my closest friends a bunch of the guys from like i said my team from mmad you know work down there and it's it's like they fucking go off of so the guys that they have the guys they hire they'll go off of like okay like oh you like you vouch for this guy this guy's yeah. a hard worker yeah. this guy's cool you know and and i think that's smart when they do stuff like that you know because like why not hire people that are, you know are gonna get along that you already have are vouching for them you know i'm a firm believer in that too because just because somebody has a degree or a piece of paper doesn't mean they fit everything else that's happening yeah. i mean i i feel like you've got to fit to be successful uh we'll wrap it up here real quick um a couple things real quick before we go if you could fight anybody like present day past anybody who would it be like you're out you're you're in a video game and the dream match against who you know what? Like fucking back in the day, it was a fight that I wanted, and I and I just feel like it, it wasn't it wasn't because of it wasn't because of anything that he like like I love the guy. He was growing up. He was my favorite fighters. He was one of the guys that yeah. I reasons why I fucking like got into this sport, and then it it almost became a reality that I could fight him, and I think I got super excited about it um vanderlei silva really yeah and 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 i wouldn't i definitely wouldn't want to fight him now but if back then when he was still in his, his like, prime and your prime yeah, yeah 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 it would be fun to either beat his ass or get my ass beat by him <laughs> so um i mean do, do you care how you're remembered like do you, do you, i i have a feeling that you don't you care what, what the general public you know what is so funny that i this is something that i actually been thinking about like lately like i don't know i don't know if it's because i've been thinking about like fucking my life or death or whatever but i it's not for being a fighter it's not like you know what i've really fucking like when they read my when they when they read my eulogy i like yeah. them I want the the one thing that I want to be known for the most is being a fucking great father. Like, yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, like I like the fighting. I don't care. I don't care about the notoriety from fighting. You know, like to have fans and people remember me later, that'd be super cool. You know, like it's one of those things. Like, if my daughter does end up growing up back home and like other kids be like, "Oh, Tavares," 
oh, uh, you related to Brad Tavares? You know, like that kind of shit happens to like my right. my nephews and my like my sister and whatnot. Like, oh, you related? Oh yeah, that's my brother. That's my uncle. Whatever. And so like that's that's kind of cool shit. But that for that to be my daughter that happening to that, like what I used to go to school with him and yeah, or I was you know like you know how some teachers teach fucking forever to their like a hundred. I used to teach your dad blah 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 like that would be pretty fucking cool. But yeah, at the end of the day, you know like I I just like I really just would want to be known as a great father. Man, that's I mean that's that's awesome. That's it's perfect, and it just shows that like you know it doesn't matter what you're doing like. It just shows how big your heart is. Yeah. It shows that you're doing everything because of her. I, f- I feel like a lot of, like, you know, like, I feel like a lot of people will say it and it might sound cliche, corny, whatever, but at the end of the day, like, that's my truth. Like, I, and I really, it's, it's so weird. I don't know why I've been thinking about this, like, the last couple of days. Like, I, like, just like, it, the, the, it was the other day, last week, I was showering up here. It came in my head and then I thought about it again. I don't know. I think maybe my, um, my one of my best friends Devin the one I told you like yeah. when we were growing up his grandpa who was like who like raised him just recently passed away so I don't know maybe that made me like you know think about it and kind of opens up the eyes a little reflect bit. back on like life you know because I, I thought about like what his grandpa meant to him and like to me you know like growing up with him like I respected the shit out of his grandpa and he was one of like along with my grandpa he was one of the smartest men that I knew you know like I really looked up to him and I thought like you know like he was real strict but like I thought he was like I had a lot of respect for him like I right. thought he was like a real cool guy and uh he's a firefighter and he used to raise chickens and he just did a lot of cool shit so dude I, you get you got to show her snow this week Oh, the fucking! She, she got to see snow in did. Vegas. Yeah. That's crazy. So she doesn't. She ain't gonna remember it. But you know that that is crazy. You know how I know you're not gonna leave. I, actually, I'm gonna save that for the end. Uh, social media. How do how do people follow you? Uh, They're not at, already at Brad Tavares on Twitter, and then at Brad Tavares eight oh eight on Instagram. You're way more active on Twitter. I used to be. I used to be. So yeah. I only had. This is the crazy thing. So I only had Twitter. I'm not like a real big social right. media guy. I only had Twitter because when I was on the Ultimate Fighter, they were like, you guys need to make a Twitter. Twitter, yeah. blah, 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 this, that, whatever. So I made a fucking Twitter. And I'll go on there, check out shit, whatever. For years, people have been telling me, oh, you need to make an Instagram, need to make an Instagram. Anyway, back in April of last year, I fought in um, in Arizona. And uh, one of the heads of like PR, damn it, I can't, why is his name fucking bombing on me right now? He grabs me and he's like, hey. And like, he like, kind of like, he almost like scolded me. I felt like, not in like a, you need to do this, but like, bro, like, why aren't you doing this? And like, he's hitting me with like statistics and like this and that. And I was like, oh, fine. I was like, you know what? I'll make an Instagram. Like, everybody. I remember, I don't, it's a couple years ago, and it may have been that one in May uh, that we were outside, but I, I remember going, hey, yeah, okay, what's your Instagram? I'll post. I don't have Instagram. Yeah, bro. and I did. And it. I was like, I, I just remember looking at you like, wait, is that even real? Like, yeah. dude, people really don't have Instagram. Yep. And that, and I was, I was one of those guys that didn't. Like, people would be like, oh, what's your Instagram? I don't have one. And then, boom, I fucking, I succumbed, <laughs> and I made one. And then, ever since I made Instagram, I rarely go on Twitter. But you know, this fucking hilarious. So, like, your explorer is made up of like shit that you know that you look at a lot so the main thing on mine is like pit bulls <laughs> and diving stuff 
You know how I know you're not moving to Hawaii anytime soon? Oh. Look what's in your hand right now, because they're building a brand oh. new big old stadium I got, just down the road. I got man. my fucking I got my season <laughs> tickets already. You're a diehard Raider fan, and they're moving into your neighborhood. Yep. There's no way you're leaving. No, I, I, like I said, as long as I'm fighting, I will be here 100. percent But later, later in life, like I still would, like I'll, if if I had it my way, like if I had the perfect, like if we could, if I could win the lottery, that's exactly what I would do. I would live up here for most of the year, yeah. and I would go on like. Like family, like we'd spend all summer back in Hawaii. Every single break, you know, I feel like we could afford to like yeah. travel and stay in Hawaii, and then that way my kid, my kids could get that Hawaii lifestyle, but yeah. still get everything. Best of both the, worlds. Yeah, still get everything the mainland affords. Absolutely, man. Well, and uh, still be here for a football season. I was gonna say, I, I know, I know, you're you're at least gonna stay here until you get a season or two under your belt. Yeah, I'm gonna let you get out of here. I know you got to get home to see the daughter. Yeah. It, was, it was good watching you practice, man. Glad you're back. I'm fucking stoked to be back, man. Best of luck, brother. Appreciate the time. Yeah. See you, man. Right on, Matt.